The first reading for quasi-motogenity is from the book of the prophet Ezekiel, the 37th chapter. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you, and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord, when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. 
And after eight days his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. And Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in their midst, and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here, and look at my hands, and reach your hand here, and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing, you may have life in his name. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. O sons and daughters of the King, whom heavenly hosts in glory sing, Today the grave has lost its sting. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. That night the apostles met in fear. Among them came their master dear and said, My peace be with you here. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. When Thomas first the tidings heard that they had seen the risen Lord, he doubted the disciples' word. Alleluia, 
pierced side, O Thomas, see, and look upon my hands, my feet, not faithless, but believing be. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. No longer Thomas then denied, he saw the feet, the hands, the side. You are my Lord and God, he cried. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. How blessed are they who have not seen, and yet whose faith has constant been, for they eternal life shall win. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. The world expects death and accepts its reality even as it fears death. One does not seek it, but he knows that someday he will walk into the valley of death's shadow. One does not seek it, but he expects that someday he will gaze upon a valley of dry bones and shortly thereafter join them. As greatly as the world fears death, that it accepts death as something normal is truly the greater wonder. What the world does not expect or accept is life. Indeed, life after death and life without death are two things the world simply refuses. Death may be frightening, but death and resurrection proves to be more so. The world expects the dead to stay dead, memories slowly dissolving to dust as they are digested by the hungry earth. One does not seek death, but when it finds him, he accepts it. That there could be life in death, life apart from death, and life after death is frightening to the world because it defies all reason and understanding. This is the setting for the second Sunday of Easter, quasi-motogeneity. St. Mark records, as you heard last week on Easter Sunday, that the women who came to the tomb fled and told no one at first what they had seen 
or heard because they were afraid at the prospect of the resurrection. The crucifixion was sad, but death is final. How can there now be life for him who was crucified? St. John records on this day, in part as confession, that the disciples hid after the death of Jesus. He died, and that they can accept. That he could be raised from the dead is a frightening possibility to those men who once followed him. But these three-day dried bones live. They walk about with sinews and with muscles. The flesh appears in the room with locked doors. The hands spread wide, the side revealed, as if to welcome the fearful gaze of those who, with the world, are more willing to accept death than life. The place of the skull becomes the place where the serpent's skull is crushed. The place of the crucifixion and death now becomes the place of life. Now, in this sequence of victory events, the upper room becomes the valley of dry bones, as the resurrection of the body is witnessed and proclaimed. Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, bones, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. The need for the disciples, including St. Thomas, to see is more pious than it seems. When death is accepted, that which goes against the norm must be witnessed. When Jesus claims to be the Son of God and then is subsequently crucified and put to death, his resurrection must be witnessed. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. These holy words that you hear have been written by those who have seen, in order that you may reject the world and believe your Lord, reject the implicit acceptance of death and embrace the fearful reality of life. In the resurrection of Christ, the church becomes the valley of dry bones who rest without accepting that which has befallen them. These bones cry out with the hope of Job. This I know, that in my flesh I shall see God. The hospital that is the church becomes a hospice, not attempting to stay off death, but rather to prepare you for it in the understanding that you need not accept it as the norm any longer. The life you, with the world, once feared, has become now the very thing for which you, who are in Christ, now hope. Behold his hands, pierced for your sins. Behold his feet, pierced for your transgressions. Behold his side, riven for your debts. This beaten, killed, destroyed, and now risen flesh is the very indicator that death is abnormal and unacceptable. As the author to the Hebrews writes, 
As it is appointed for men to die once, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. Here stands the risen Lord. With him stands more than the hope for something yet to come, but the present reality of that which is even now yours. Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live. I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it. O son of man, can even your dry bones yet live? By the wounds of Christ, by his death and resurrection, you know that your dry bones do live, indestructible to death, indigestible to the earth, awaiting the glorious coming of this risen Lord, not with fear, not with trembling, not with hiding in the upper rooms that you have fashioned for yourselves, but with faith and with eager expectation. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Let us pray. Merciful Lord, you heal the sick, give legs to the lame, eyes to the blind, voice to the mute, and comfort to the bereaved. Grant relief unto all persons, especially Cindy, Gordon, Sandra, Shelley, Cade, Bruce, Ramona, Pam, Dorothy, Kim, Juliana, and Rhonda, that they may receive your gifts and sing your praises unto life everlasting. Grant also patience to bear all tribulation with thanksgiving, and, if it be your will, a blessed end and peace at the last, in the sure and certain victory of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, give us grace to trust you during this time of pandemic and distress. In mercy, put an end to the crisis that afflicts us. Grant relief to those who suffer and comfort all who mourn. Sustain all medical personnel in their labors and cause your people ever to serve you in righteousness and holiness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you paid the debt of Adam for us to the Eternal Father by your blood, poured forth in loving kindness. You cleared away the darkness of sin by your magnificent and radiant resurrection. You broke the bonds of death and rose from the grave as conqueror. You reconciled heaven and earth. Your resurrection has washed away our sins, restored our innocence, and brought us joy. We pray you, Lord, to preserve your servants in the peaceful enjoyment of this Easter celebration. This we ask through your most holy name, even as you now live and reign with God the Father in the unity of the Holy Spirit, forever and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. 